Here, here's a question for you on the podcast. Anybody want to see any cultural transformation? <laughs> Anybody concerned about where we're going as a nation? Anybody thinking, man, what in the world can turn this around? Revival. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome. We are so glad to have you today at the One Cry Podcast. I'm Bill. This is Kyle. And uh, I love doing this. And and I I hope that it's helping you. I hope that you're uh, learning something or even that it just stimulates a thought that uh, makes you want to go back to the Word and study. And, uh, you know, one day it hit me. uh, I thought, you know, I could be a resource on revival as much as I want to be. Right. A matter of reading and study and education. Yeah. So I, I hope that you uh, give yourself to understand the right. ways of God and that you do what God tells you. And sometimes we, we do stuff and it's not all that great. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You ever seen that? Kyle? I have. I have. So listen, we planted a church, you know, almost 10 years ago and a cool God story. We ended up with an, an existing church's building. Right. Yeah. And so we, but, but it was an existing church. I mean, yeah. I, it had some, we we was going to pretty it up as much as we could in, in the beginning. And so yeah. I, I remember we got a crew together. We're going to paint, right? Like we're going to work. We're going yeah. to work. Yeah. We're going to paint. And so I, I'm painting with my roller and this uh, great older man uh, walks over to me and he says, Kyle, let me see that roller real quick. <laughs> and I handed it to him. He looks me in the soul, loves me to death. Yeah. I know he, he looks me in my soul and he says, you no longer paint. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you he, are off the crew. He said, <laughs> he said uh, I just spent an hour cleaning up what you did in that, in the bathroom. He said, son, you're a preacher, not a painter. painter. <laughs> and, he, awesome. and you know, like, listen, there's, <clears throat> there's, there's work that needs to be done and, and there's, and there's work that you're good at doing, yeah. you know? And there's some things, and, and I know we're talking about even today, there's a way God's always worked. Yeah. And, 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 and what we need is his work. That's right. And, and we cooperate with it. Right. But this is what Habakkuk, as we're, as we're talking about the necessary movements of God in revival, uh, Habakkuk came in Habakkuk chapter uh, three and he said, Lord, revive your work in the midst of, your, of our years. Make it known. In other words, Lord, we want to see, we, want, we don't want to see Kyle Reno painting in the bathroom. Right. We want to see you painting a masterpiece. We'll cooperate, right. Lord, but we need your work. Now, what does that little phrase mean when we think about revival? Well, it means it's not merely ours. It means it's unexplainable. It means his work is bigger. His work is sovereign. Uh, when his work of revival comes, it's unusual. It's extraordinary and often is spontaneous, although we may have been doing the normal blocking and tackling in the church for years. When God brings these supernatural movements of revival, uh, it explodes in ways that we can't uh, we can't handle in any other way. I, I find that a lot of people don't know uh, because it's been 
uh, years since we've seen any nationwide movements that they don't know what revival is and what it does, right? So today, just let me just mention four bullets, five bullets of what revival really does, these extraordinary and the necessary extraordinary movements of God. First of all, revival revives the church, right? So it brings the church to life again. 85% of all of our churches in America right now are plateaued or dying. Last year, 6,000 churches across the nation shut their doors. You say, well, there are a lot of uh, new church plants, and that's true, and it's wonderful. But last year across America, we only started 4,000 churches, so 2,000 in the whole. To keep up with population, we should have started 10,000. So you just do the math on all that, 2,000 we're going in the hole, 10,000 we need. We are getting behind in relation to population by 1,000 churches a month. 1,000 churches a month. And the churches are, churches are dying right and left. So what God does is when he walks among his church and he begins to speak and move and to prepare us for an extraordinary movement of God, he wants to bring the church back to life. I mean, we think of the 1857 revival where the churches were in disarray across America, and one man got so desperate, Jeremiah Lanfear, that he called a prayer meeting. You know this story. Six people showed up first week at the noon hour, the next week, 20, 60. And in three to four months, 50,000 people a week were meeting to pray at the noon hour every day. That spread all across the eastern seaboard, all the way across the nation. And in Portland, Oregon, 200 shopkeepers signed a covenant that all of them would close their shops so everybody could go to the prayer meeting. Uh, in Denver, the, the head of the Denver Post, the headline on the paper said, whole town closes for prayer. <laughs> well, what is that? It's an extraordinary work. God has revived his church, and the church is doing what she should have always done, and that's prayed right, and prayed in a united way. And the results that came out of that, which is another part of God's work, is it awakens the lost. When we talk about a spiritual awakening, we're, we're talking really about God's work among lost people, people who don't know Jesus Christ. In the first great awakening with Jonathan Edwards and others, 15% of the population came to faith in Christ. Now, just, just think about this for a minute, 15%. Let's say you're living in a city of 100,000 people. Well, that's, that's 15,000 people coming to faith in a matter of months. I've done the math on this at different uh, cities and places. I was thinking recently about Dallas, and, and uh, it would mean hundreds of thousands of people coming to Christ over a year, and thousands and tens of thousands Every month, this is this is what happens. This is an extraordinary movement. Now, you've never seen anything like that in your lifetime, and because of that, your prayers are weak and your faith is small. And that's why I'm reminding us up. And this is why why what uh, Habakkuk prayed is so important. Lord, revive your work 
uh, in the midst of the years, I have heard of your work and I stand in awe. It is amazing me. So it revives the church, it awakens the lost, and then it transforms the culture, transforms culture. Uh, one pastor of St. John Wood's Presbyterian Church in uh, Wales, after the Welsh revival of 1904, said God was doing in a moment more than centuries of legislation could accomplish. And we could tell the statistics of that. It was amazing, the culture. Here's the question for you on the podcast. Anybody want to see any cultural transformation? (laughs) Anybody concerned about where we're going as a nation? Anybody thinking, man, what in the world can turn this around? Revival. The extraordinary movement of God. And you see, it is God's glorious work, whether we join him or not. And revival, here's a fourth thing, accelerates the mission. I know you may not believe this, but every great explosion of mission activity in history has happened on the heels of Great Awakenings. Uh, the the Moravian uh, movement, mission movement, came after Moravian Pentecost. Uh, the Second Great Awakening, the First Great Awakening, all of these happened. And William Carey, the Haystack Prayer Meeting, All of these came out of times of revival. Why why is that? Well, the reason is because our hearts during revival, God draws us near to himself, and we begin to hear his heartbeat. And his heartbeat is for every tongue, tribe, nation, and people. And there's one other thing that revival does. It makes God known. He he says in verse 2 here, Revive your work in the midst of the years. Make it known. You know what the great problem is? We don't know God. And because we don't know God intimately, personally, genuinely, nobody else around us is going to know God, right? Jonathan Edwards says, Our task is to give the world a right opinion of God. And it's one of the residual effects. That's why... How I'm saying the definition is it's the needed, the necessary, extraordinary movements of God to accomplish these kinds of results. You know, one of the greatest, uh, just sitting here thinking, as you're sharing all this, it helped me put to words something I got in my spirit. Yeah. So one of the greatest fears uh, I have for the future of our faith in our nation is that so many of us will lead that have never touched the fire. They have never, and so uh, that's scary. Yeah, That's scary is that we know the best uh, we know. Yeah. We know what the world has said the church is in some ways, or what's even seminary, praise God for seminary. Or We know uh, intellectually, uh, but we've not been a part of a move of God. You know, maybe in some splashes and places, and, you know, I, I came across in the midst of one. But we've not seen anything, and I just really believe this with all my heart. Every man, you're one of them. Every man that I have been uh, really touched and they God's used in my life uh, was our men that was shaped through the Jesus movement. Yep. Every yep. one of them. And I, and I think the reality is, you know, you, you men have led for decades the church. Out of that. Out of that. 
And if we don't have another uh, move of God, what will my generation lead from? Right. And generation, I'm 41. So, I mean, you even go, what's, what's the next 24-year-old youth pastor right now that's going to one day be a senior pastor? Right. That, have, that has never experienced the fire of God. Right. A real move of God. And so we need it. Well, and I don't, I'm sitting here the whole time I've been talking and we're yeah. talking, and this little verse comes to my mind. They miss the day of their visitation. Oh. They oh. miss the day of their visitation. Oh. So, you know, uh, we said revival is God's glorious work, whether we join him or not. Mm-hmm. In the, I was there in the Jesus movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jesus movement, every revival historian will tell you, was short-circuited mm-hmm. because the people it was reaching mm-hmm. were the radical hippies mm-hmm. of the 60s. Right. Free love, crazy music, yeah. you know, uh, all of this. And they started getting saved and coming into the church in right. droves. And the church said, a lot of churches said, eh, we're not yeah. going to do that. Right. Too much change. So they wanted their old wineskin. They left their own wineskin, and the wineskin started bursting. Uh, but there were, there were other churches mm-hmm. that said they understood. They knew right. this is a movement of God. Right. So we're going to join it. Right. Those churches it exploded, yeah. and movements came. A church sure. planning movement. No doubt. Calvary Chapel, you know, Chuck Smith, you just yeah. think of what happened. The Right. The contemporary music that happened that sure. blessed generations all came out of that mm-hmm. time. So it's God's work. Yeah. And it's a glorious work. Yeah. Whether we join him or not. And uh Lord help us to yeah. join him and so I think uh in light of what we do every time try to podcast, let's pray that we'll be ready to join him. Amen. Yeah, that not, we won't miss our visitation. Yeah. You know, so I just ask our listeners even now. I'll, I'll I'll walk us into this. Bill, you can close us in a second. Mm-hmm. So, wherever you are, driving down the road on a run or uh, in a in a church building, knelt down right now. Uh, let's just get in a posture before him and really mean this. Why don't we say this to him and really mean it? Uh, Lord, we don't want to miss your visitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 don't want to see you pass us by personally and as a people. So just for a second there, why don't you just avail yourself to the work of God? Mm-hmm. Why don't we welcome it? Welcome the purifying. Welcome the cleansing work of God. Welcome the empowering work of the Spirit. And then ask Him to revive us, to revive your church. Let's get the sails up for a second mm-hmm. to say, Lord, we stretch out our soul before you and say, Lord, <clears throat> send the wind mm-hmm. and let us catch the next great move of God. Mm-hmm. Lord, would you let us catch your work, Holy Spirit, in such a way that the name of Jesus might be rightly glorified and life's changed, Lord. So we ask for it and we just, we, we want to be ready. Yes. So help us. Get ready, Lord, I pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord, help us to believe. Yeah. Help us to believe. Lord, everything is about faith. And you're trying and have done 
extraordinary things, even to the death of your son, to bring us back to dependency and expectancy, to believe that you are Hmm. who you say you are, and you will do what you say you do. And Lord, for us as little uh, humans, little ants on this planet, to look up at you and not even consider you or considering to not believe that you are the God who can do extraordinary things. Lord, we, we need you to shake us out of that. And we pray that we would believe in these seasons when you so graciously open the windows of heaven and do the necessary work, the extraordinary work, of bringing revival to your people and spiritual awakening to the lost. Or don't let us, I, I pray that you deliver us from just even hearing this today and saying, oh, that's nice, and then we just go on and watch our television show. And uh, Lord, I, I pray that we would become students of revival. There's so much written uh, about this, and and every reading of every book and every account Lord, when we hear of your works, we stand in awe. Something stirs in us when we hear these things. So help us to pursue you, not just the experience, but to pursue you and your manifest presence. And Lord, we pray with Habakkuk, revive your work in the midst of our years. And we ask that for your sake. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you uh, for joining us today and spend some time with these truths and let them marinate in your soul and make some moves. Well, we're so glad that you're joining us on our One Cry podcast. And if you want more, uh, we can point you to a very easy site to get more. That's onecry.com. There are all kinds of resources there. There's a place where you can give and contribute to the cause of revival and spiritual awakening. Also, right on the front page of OneCry.com are some pathways to to just hit a button that will take you to all kinds of resources for your personal, your church, or a national, a journey into national revival and spiritual awakening. Just a lot of very helpful tools. So uh, check it out at OneCry.com. 